On Shabbos, we read about one of the most dramatic stories in the entire Torah, the story of Kriyas Yamsuf. The Jewish people fleeing from Mitzrayim approach the Yamsuf and they're trapped. The Egyptians are pursuing them from behind and up ahead, a raging sea is confronting them. Now, Kal Yisrael find themselves in a horrible predicament. And the Pasuk says, If you look into the Sefer Torah, the word Choyma is spelled with Aravav, which can also read as Chema, the water was angry, the waters were defiant. The Medrash says that when the sea was ordered to split for the Jews and to drown the Egyptians, it refused to do so. They retorted, Why are the Jews better than the Egyptians? The Mitzrayim worshipped the Vaidazara, and the Yidin also worshipped the Vaidazara. So why should we split for the Yidin and drown the Egyptians? And the Rabbani Shalom told the sea, Granted that at this moment the Yidin may not be worthy, but split for them because what they will do for me in the future. In six weeks from now, they are destined to accept the Torah and Har Sinai. And the question is, why did this taina, this complaint against the Jews, just come to the surface now? Over the previous 12 months, there was Temakas. Why when the sea was ordered to turn its water into blood, or when the frogs were ordered to jump into Paris hot oven, why didn't they protest then and say, why should we do so? The Yidin are no better than the Egyptians. Halolo and the Meshachachma says something so profound, a powerful lesson for all generations. When Klal Yisrael was in Mitzrayim, they practiced unity. They were Ba'achdas. Chazal say they all spoke the same language. They didn't speak Lashon Hara about each other. They wore the same type of clothing. They displayed the Midah of Ahavas Yisrael. So even though they worshipped idols and they were languishing in the Memtesh Aretoma, Hashem still performed miracle after miracle for them. So even though the Makkas devastated the Egyptians, it did not harm Kal Yisrael. However, when the Jewish people approached the sea, the Medish tells us that sensing the pursuit of the Egyptian army, the Jewish people started arguing. They divided into four groups. One group said, let's commit suicide by jumping into the sea. A second group said, let us return to Egypt. A third faction argued, let us wage war with the Egyptians. And a fourth camp said, let us pray to Hashem. Says the Meshachachma, since there was dissension, there was mechloikas among them, since there was no more unity among them, they were not considered a Kal Yisrael, thereby losing the merit of his Each Yid stood before the sea on their own, and every individual Yid on their own was not worthy for the sea to split for them. And that's why the sea was defiant and didn't want to split. What a lesson from the Meshachachma. When we stand before the Rabbi Shlom as a unified front, our tefillahs, our requests are extremely potent. This is equivalent to when you go to a supermarket to buy a few peppers or tomatoes for your salad. So you examine each one very carefully. You only pick out the perfect ones. If it's soft or has a scratch or a nick, you throw it back into the pile. But what if someone wants to buy wholesale? He's an owner of a restaurant or he's buying vegetables for a school or a nursing home. They're buying 10 cases of tomatoes or apples. He's not going to inspect every single tomato. He glances at the box. If most of them look good, he takes the entire case. That's the power of Tfilah B'Tzibur. That's the power of Achdas. The acronym of Tzibur is Tzadikim Beninim Rishon. When there's harmony, when we are unified as one, 
Hashem takes the whole package and answers our tefillahs, even if we are not worthy. In Parshas Noyach, the Torah tells us of two generations of sinners, the Dora Mabel, the generation of the flood, and the Dora Flaga, the generation of dispersion. The sin of the Dora Mabel was, Vatimale Haaretz Hamas. They robbed each other. The sin of the Dora Flaga was even worse. They rebelled against Hashem. They attempted to build a tower and conquer the heavens. This is the ultimate defiance. However, if we examine their respective punishments, we find something very interesting. The Dara Mabel was wiped off the face of the earth, while the Dara Flaga was only dispersed around the world. So why was Hashem more lenient with the Dara Flaga? It's this same idea. Even though they were rebellious and defiant towards Hashem, the Dara Flaga possessed Shalom. There was still peace and harmony among them. And that's why they were Zoycha to stay alive. The Dara Mabel, on the other hand, was filled with robbery. There was conflict among them. Their sins were Bein Adam Lechaveira. They didn't have Schus HaRabim. And that's why they were annihilated. The story is told, Reb David of Lelev asked the young child, when you see two letter Yuds in the Chumash or the Siddur, what is that? The boy said, that is Hashem's name. Then the boy pointed at the two dots, the colon at the end of the Pasuk, and asked, Rabbi, there are two Yuds over here. Why don't we read it as Hashem's name? And Reb David said something so powerful. When two Yuds are next to each other, it's Hashem's name. But when one Yud is higher than the other, then it's Soif Pasik. It's a separator between one Pasik and the next. He later said, I learned a life lesson. When two Yuds, two Yidn, feel equal, no one feels greater than the other, Hashem is there. But when one Yid feels higher than the other, it's a separator between Yidn and Hashem. And now, we know. Have a wonderful day.